Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What's up, beautiful people? It's Dr. Shonda, and I'm so excited to be here with you yet another week. I'm so proud of you for making it to another Wednesday. <laughs> Listen, you're listening to Paging Dr. Shonda, and it is here where we have self-reflection, or we encourage self-reflection through meaningful conversation to help you to live a healthy and whole life. I'm Dr. Shonda, and today's episode is like a survival guide for the holidays with a little sprinkle of therapy, a dash of wisdom, and lots and lots of laughter with my girl, Dr. Spirit. So, we all know the holidays are like a mixed bag of emotions, okay? It's the season of joy, love, and quality time with family. Or, you know, the season of testing your patience with that one cousin who always brings up that embarrassing story from your childhood at the family dinner. And also, don't let that one cousin be like Cousin Faith from Soul Food because then we might have to throw hands. Don't act like y'all never had to go there with any of your family. Okay, all right, I'll I'll move on. We're gonna act like that wasn't you. But today's episode, we're gonna be talking about our survival guide for surviving holiday dinners with difficult family. So what I need you to do, whether you're listening on your way to your morning commute or you're with your family members, I want you to share this show with as many people as possible because we all know that we all have those aunties who want to ask you too many questions about who you're dating, when you're going to have those babies or anything else that they can ask to get up in your business. You have those uncles who always asking where my hug at. You have those family friends who always again, always in your business. And it's important for us to know how to set boundaries with those people because the holiday season should be a time where we're able to feel the emotions that we want to feel like joy, peace and holiday cheer. And guess what, y'all? I've got a fabulous guest joining us today. She's not just a therapist, but she's a spirit whisperer, a family harmony master and all around holiday superhero is what I call her. So we're going to welcome Dr. Spirit, the international therapist herself. Uh, I had the pleasure of hanging out with Dr. Spirit a bit while she was in D.C. at an event with uh, Miss Taraji P. Henson. So it was so dope. So today's episode is going to be full of a wealth of knowledge. You've seen her everywhere from the Steve Harvey Morning Show to Ricky Smiley to uh, Dr. Phil. So many places that you've seen Dr. Spirit and she is gracing us with her wisdom today. So before we get into today's show, what I need you to do is I need you to rate the podcast wherever you're listening. So if you're listening on Revolt uh, or any audio platforms, I need you to leave your girl a five out of five star review and leave a comment while you add it just to add a little razzle dazzle. Also, if you're listening to YouTube, I need you to, to, to subscribe to my personal YouTube channel at Paging Dr. Shonda and we will be sure to continue to let you know and to notify you every single time we go live. I'm excited to get into this episode so make sure that you guys are liking, rating, subscribing, and sharing while the intro plays. You are now listening to the Paging Dr. Shonda podcast where we talk all things related to mental health, life lessons, and the culture. My goal is to help each and every listener pursue and center wellness. I'm your host Dr. Shonda, licensed clinical psychologist, Now let's get into it. Have y'all checked out my Amazon storefront yet? Listen, whether you're searching for last minute date night outfits, perfecting your 4C curls, or delving into mental health books or enhancing your nail game, I've got you covered. Y'all know here at the Dr. Shonda podcast, we like to serve looks and books. So make sure that you guys click on my affiliate link for a hassle-free shopping experience that supports my creation efforts. Elevate your lifestyle and your mental health today. 
Chanel, I have a question. What's up? Have you ever felt lonely in your entrepreneurial ventures and journey? Listen, that is such a real feeling, especially as a black woman, especially as an entrepreneur, especially as a kingdom woman trying to level up and move forward in my life. Listen, the the interesting thing is I hear that from so many different women. Yeah. So I thought it was the perfect timing for us to collaborate our entrepreneurial success and the things that we've learned along the way for kingdom women specifically. Listen, I'm so excited about this. So that's right. You guys are able to sign up today starting in October, our specific membership group where you'll have access to our knowledge on branding, marketing, how to sell, how to pitch yourself, yes. how to, you know, br- apply the Bible to your business, applying the Bible to your business, yes. uh, corporate fast, like all of those things, exercise your faith, so many different things. And above all Chanel, it's great to have an accountability group. Listen, now, I'm really excited to be a part of a group of a bunch of people that look like me and we're all trying to get to the same place. And listen, and the fact that we're coming together doing it, yeah, you know, I say this humbly, I've been thriving in full-time entrepreneurship for some years now. Yeah. You've generated millions for the sports industry. Yes. We have so many different skill sets that we are going to offer. Yeah. We're two separate powerhouses and we're coming together to build this membership for you all. Not only from a business and physical natural standpoint, but also a spiritual standpoint. Yes. I can't wait to get into the word I'm excited. entrepreneurship. I'm excited. The word and entrepreneurship together, Chanel. Listen. In a membership group. Listen. Girl. I'm ready. So if you guys are ready for our group that starts in October, please make sure that you click the link in our show notes and we can't wait to see y'all. Cannot wait, period. (laughs) Dr. Spirit, how are you? What's good, girl? What's good? Okay, wait. So, so do we have to do the doctor thing? Should I call you Dr. Sean? Like whatever you want to call me. Look, sis, because, you know, (laughs) (laughs) unless I'm in like the research room or something really technical, but this is just us having some good conversation. Okay. Okay. And Mm -hmm. I I do believe in in titles. Um, Mm -hmm. So I know I call, I met you through Auntie Shanti. So I call her Auntie. So if you mind if I call you call you auntie spirit listen i i became auntie apparently somewhere during covid and at first i was like Mm-mm, i ain't nobody's and then i started to do the math and i was like girl you got a kid that's like 26 let it go <laughs> like let, and then i was like okay i received that because at first i was like what did you right <laughs> okay well you ain't call me mama or grandma so we <laughs> Okay, we'll we'll work with Auntie as long as I get to be like the cool younger, the you cool know. Auntie. It's like your mom's little sis that always right. gets in trouble, and you'd be like, "Don't tell your mama I took you here. Don't tell right. her I showed you this." <laughs> That's the Auntie that I. That's am. the Auntie. Okay, but mm-hmm. you know, it's but I don't have silly. no money, so don't ask me. Don't be like your Auntie. Can I hope? Because I, I don't. Mm-mm. But you know, <laughs> if it makes you feel any better, they call me Auntie on TikTok. So really, yes, I'm like. Am I a part of the older generation of TikTok? Like, I guess, listen, I guess it just depends on the platform, right? I mean, yes. And and, and I will wear that with pride because I, I honestly, I wouldn't go back. It's hard yeah. to be when they talk about I, I, I actually saw some data earlier this week and I was like, yep, that makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. But they were saying like 18 to 25 year olds that they have double the rates of anxiety and depression as most mm-hmm. other groups. And so wow. I thought about where I was from 18 to 25. And I was like, mm-hmm, you couldn't pay me to go back to that time period. Wow. It is too hard because yeah. you were competing with all the other adults that are twice your age, have all the network, all the money, all the education. And you out here just trying to make it work. Right. 
God bless y'all. God yes. Bless y'all. Right, right. And th- that, those Stay are the Stay with things. us. It'll get better. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I definitely appreciate you for coming through the podcast. Your knowledge and your expertise is just so well respected globally. Um, Thank you for sure. Thank you. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about like some of the things you've been doing and some of the um, impacts that you've been making? Yeah. And you know what? I think it just comes along with the territory, right? We're talking about age. When you do this long enough, I think what it gives you is the ability to see things that perhaps other people can't see. So I never intended for it to become like a global way of looking at mental health. I was just wanting to stick with my little handful of small 10 clients and just like, let that be the thing. But then after I started to look and go, oh, well, in order for these folks to be better served, we need this system to work better. And that system is only going to work better if that system works. And so, but that system can't work because it's all interconnected. And so I went from really that local to the state, to the national, to the global. And what we're talking about really is that we are, especially now with technology and everything else, we are so interconnected that we really have to start talking about that everything begins and ends with mental health. And if we don't have the systems, the global systems focus on the mental health and wellness of the individual, it's all going to collapse on itself. Right. So to that effect, I still see clients in private practice. I still do that intergenerational trauma work, the couples work, because I am big about how one individual connects to the next. So Mm -hmm. still at that micro level doing that work. But all the way at the top, we're really talking to governments about the importance of mental health and wellness. A lot of the global initiatives now are challenging um, the federal systems to look at investing at least two and a half to five percent, depending on how big their nations are investing mm-hmm. uh, two and a half to five percent of their budgets towards mental health, their health care budgets. And so I am out there screaming at the top of my lungs, wow. not just this needs to happen, but wow. all right, let's bring everybody to the table. How can we? Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Make this happen. Yeah. Right. Because if you if if you have people do things against their will, one, it's never going to work. And two, even if you can coerce them or get them to for a limited amount of time, as soon as they can, they're looking at reverting right back to the old way. So it is how do you get people to see that this is not just in the best interest of those they serve, but also in their best interest, too. So we're out there at every level screaming about the importance of mental health and how we make it better. 
And you were you were recently I know this year I saw some stuff about um, being in Africa and doing some work. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're working on two of our macro programs. We're working on a global mental health documentary um, because the World Health Organization and the United Nations have some very serious um, agendas around the importance of magnifying mental health messages. Mm -hmm. So from the media aspect, we really want to serve as a great media partner in that space. So we're working on a Mm -hmm. documentary to tell that story around the world world. Um, And then also we are working on a mental health repository that will give clinicians the ability to network, to train, to support each other across borders. And so to meet those agendas, we were in uh, Ghana, Accra, Ghana, and some other parts of Ghana earlier uh, this summer and also in Liberia. And it was fascinating. And so as we started to have those relationships, that's where we were like, Madam Vice President, um, sir, can, can can we talk to the president about mental health? And what I have found that is so amazing is people have been so receptive and they've said at every level, whether it's been at those highest, highest levels to even just the mom trying to find water for her and her babies all day long. And sometimes it literally takes all day long to mm-hmm. just achieve that goal, to talk about mental health and everybody go, yeah, I never thought of, yeah, we need to do something. Let's have that conversation. So it's incredible. And I can't wait. We're talking about Canada, Singapore. And uh, I think the team said uh, somewhere in South America next year, but in an ideal situation, we'll touch every nation because every nation deserves to have their voice heard in that global conversation for sure. We don't want it to be our voice. We want to magnify the voices of the people. So, and have that voice heard across nations. So you know, I'm excited. It's a lot of fun. I'm going to be tapping all my therapists, <clears throat> ma'am, <laughs> to come on some of these trips. So y'all, when you, you get those invitations in the mail, <laughs> don't act like you don't know me because <laughs> I beg. <laughs> Look, you, I, I will hop on a flight Listen, in a heartbeat. So. <laughs> I am so serious. Listen, I'm, I'm already too. talking to, to the folks in Liberia, seriously, about developing some long-term programs there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, mess around. I, I'm going to play this back. I'm be like she said that she would go for six months she she did and she'd be like okay I'm on the plane how did spirit do that (laughs) I love it look whatever you need I'm 100% there Um, I love it yes I I just want to be like you when I grow up (laughs) oh girl listen you already are and and you don't need to be another me because your lane is beautiful and perfect you are doing exactly what you you. are supposed to be doing exactly for the folks you are supposed to be serving and as we spread these little tiny fires eventually we will have a wildfire and it will affect the world and that is how it's supposed to be that's how community works Yes. Yeah. And that's what we need. We don't. Yeah. I, I don't want anybody to be me. I'd be like, let me give you everything I got. And you take that to figure out how to do the best you. But now I need you to give me some, too, because help right. me. Right. Because, right. I mean, listen, it's the young folks that keep me on. I'd be like, oh, OK, so we're not saying it's lit no more. Oh, no. OK, so they what? They jocked your fresh. Hold on. Let auntie get the they, they go. Jocked your fresh. OK. <laughs> Oh, okay. I got you. That's like it was super fly, right? Okay. So I got, okay. We doing the millennial, the zennial, and now y'all. Oh, don't forget the silent generation. Okay. Got us. Got us. Well, I still so say lit. So I don't know. <laughs> 
girl, you might want to be careful. I don't know. You can only say that to a couple of them. They got some that, new stuff out here in these streets for us. Yeah, that that mm-hmm. might. Yeah. Anytime one of my uh my kids who I work with, they like try and get me hip to some new slang. I'm like, I already knew that. I already knew that. And whole time I'm lying. I didn't know that. didn't know it all. Didn't know right. it all. Well, see, I I get a little lucky. I have seven children, right? And so at the wow. top, my oldest is 26, but then I have a 22. I have an 18 who's about to be 19. I have a 14, just turned 14, as a matter of fact, then 12, seven and five. So I figure I'm going to be in the game for a minute. I'm going to be lit, fly, jocking somebody fresh and everything in between for about 18 (laughs) more years. Right. But then I will look like grandma at the graduation. It just I've already accepted. That's what it is. Right. Because when my five year old is graduating, they'll be like, oh, is your grandbaby here today? And I'm going to be like, no, I'm the mama. It is what it is. I love it. And I will take it all. I love every part of it. Yes. Every part of it. Yes. Yes. Yeah, man. So so as we're um, talking about this, and I I just have so many, like, more questions for you, but I feel like I can just Mm -hmm. ask that when we have coffee. Um, I love it. (laughs) As we're we're talking about, like, family and, like, Mm -hmm. being that today, we're kind of, like, focusing on the holiday season, being that we're in this this season of, like, people... Mm-hmm. talking to their families and stuff um, and going back home. Um, do you have mm-hmm. any specific holiday traditions that you and your family engage in? Listen, it's so interesting, especially you talk about this time of year. I love to say for so many people, this is the most triggering time of year mm-hmm. for a lot of different reasons. So growing up, I'm the oldest of three children. My parents were really young parents. Like they had mm-hmm. me, literally my mom had me the day after she turned 17. So in some ways, like I literally grew up with my parents, but it was always very clear that they were the parents. Okay. Like there was never, they I'm not play. one of your little friends. Right. My mama invented that. Okay. And I was always like, but my friends love you. Come to the mall. (laughs) No, she wasn't doing it. So, but they were really big about tradition, but tradition was never really rooted around finances. Mm -hmm. Right. So we were really big on, we knew that it was about the entire experience. My dad would literally do things like he was the dad. I kid you not. They would, he would dress up like Santa Claus because we was going to have us a black Santa Claus. He was not going to let Santa take credit and did not look like him. That was not happening. But he loved Christmas so much. He would literally climb up on the rooftop at night on Christmas Eve to make the sounds like the reindeer and all of that. And it was just magical. We always knew no matter how hard they worked, because they were literally, we were working class folks. They were always at work, but we always knew that the entire Christmas day we were going to be together. So we'd get up super early. We'd open up the Love presents. It. They, I don't know how they figured out being that young, how to get us those amazing presents that they did. But it was never really about the presents. It was just that the music was on all day. Yeah. The cooking was happening all day. The toys were happening. And we were just together. So like that sense of family has always been really, really big for me. I mean, hence, I got seven kids, right? So... <laughs> But it's hard. It's harder to get everybody together during the holidays. But I think that tradition has stayed with me that more than the gifts, once Mm. the gifts get undone, you know, you'll take seven minutes to unwrap a million dollars worth of gifts. But afterwards, that collectiveness, that togetherness, like that was everything. That's amazing. And it's, it's so interesting how like you know, even though you, you said your parents were young, um, they had like children or what have you, like they still made it work 
Yes. Like they created yes. those conditions that and it's you still hold true to that. Yes. And listen, my parents are still together to this day. And I don't know how they did any of it. I don't know how they how they had me. Every year on my birthday, I always say to my mom and my dad, thank you for having me. Thank you for choosing me because I don't know at 16 if I would have made the same decision. Right. So just the blessing of existence. But the idea that they always tried to figure it out. It wasn't perfect. It wasn't pretty all the time. It was none of that. But they figured it out. And so I think, you know, when we talk about what family means, when we talk about what it means to be around family, when we talk about holidays, you have all of those things the good, the bad, and the ugly mm-hmm. that come together in this really triggering way because it's your past, present, and your future wow. staring you in the face at a time where we're all supposed to pretend that the only thing that exists in the moment is just the good. Mm. So it's very interesting how it comes together. Mm. Let, okay, so let's let's stay there because um, mm-hmm. during the holidays, people are going to be around those family members mm-hmm. who they might not get along with the mm-hmm. family member who shouldn't be around the family anymore. But you know, real talk mom and them said they, they got to still come around. They like, coming, they coming mm-hmm. and we have to kind of like, sometimes we've got to accept it. We have to prepare mm-hmm. for it or, or make set certain boundaries. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I'm really big and this is hard, especially in not just black families, but families of color, period. So whether you're uh, first people are part of First Nations, whether you're Asian American, whether. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. So you are uh, Hispanic or Latino. Um, depending on how your family customs go, a lot of times there is a lot of pressure and an expectation for you to abandon your own comfort and your own need in order to fit the need of the family system. And so that's very hard because, you know, especially as mental health professionals, we come from a very westernized training. It is a very individualized training. And so what we are taught is what is good for the individual 1000% of the time. But what our profession doesn't really do a good, a good, um, a really good job of as much as I wish that we would is the grapple between how unrealistic that is for many groups, because what is good for us also is community. And so there is a grapple that needs to happen with, well, my family is toxic AF, but I don't necessarily want to be away from my family, mm-hmm. right? Yes, there is the brother who goes in and out of jail. Yes, there is mm-hmm. the uncle that probably may have some substance issues that's going to drink till nobody's business. And we don't know why, but the folks at the top know why, but the family secrets, nobody's talking about it. And this is my family and I'm only going to be able to tolerate it for maybe 20 minutes before I'm so triggered. I got to go sit out in the car or I got to go in the room or a fight's going to break out or all of these things. Right. And so a lot of us will just say, so don't go. And the person will go, well, what do you mean? Like, I got to. Do you know what's going to happen if I don't? And then they get there and then they go, man, I should have just listened to my therapist. I shouldn't have come. I'm not coming next year until next year rolls around. And it's the same struggle over and over. 
right? So it's a lot that's going on. And I think we have to honor that and we have to do a better job, especially as clinicians of helping our clients prepare for that. That sometimes it's about almost like what we use for substance abuse models, the risk reduction model, Mm -hmm. where it's like, you may not necessarily go complete sobriety, i.e. you may not separate yourself from your family completely. So what are some risk reduction methods to limit harm so you can interact to the level that you need or want to, but also take care of yourself in the process? Listen, listen. it's a different way of thinking about risk reduction. We don't think about it within those ways, but I think that that's part of the work that we need to do as clinicians too, is challenge ourselves to take more contemporary approaches Mm -hmm. and reimagine how we see what our founding folks, and I won't even say the founding fathers because the sisters and the mamas get left out of that. And we was in there too, right? We were there too. Right. But what our founding folks gave us as a framework, Mm -hmm. it's time for us to reimagine imagine that and and not forget that we are the experts that the work is living breathing and we have to live and breathe and grow with it so that our clients can live and breathe and grow and thrive beyond where we are When I tell y'all Dr. Spirit spoke so many truths and dropped so many gems, I figure that this should be a two-parter so that you can take some time and digest everything that she gave us today. So make sure that you tune in next Wednesday to part two of this episode. See y'all next week. Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before.